Kia ora and welcome to another episode of How to Save the World. It's Tim here. First off, apologies that this episode is coming out a little bit later than we would have liked. Had some technical difficulties, but we did get on top of it eventually, thankfully. This episode, you won't be hearing a lot from me. Waveney and I did a bit of a road trip, so I was sticking to making sure everything was recording okay because we went to visit Koya and Robin, who you're about to hear from, who were incredibly gracious and hospitable, welcoming, welcoming us into their home, uh, introducing us to their whānau, and um, sharing their fantastic story of their journey into sustainability with us. So without further ado, um, the first thing that you'll hear in this episode is a bit of a porphyry that we were given when we entered the house um, that we've had permission to share. You'll just hear a little portion of uh, what we were treated to on the day, and also a beautiful waiata, which was part of that process to welcome us in. So without further ado... Here it is. Timata Tata, then a huing old mother, Pacadomo, get the tongue out the money to we to we to we to ya. To ya kiruma, to ya kiraro, to ya kiroto, to ya kiwaho. To ya te head a tongue, they tuck your mind, the waki nui, waki do, the waki pamama. He moriora. Got me to tell you, Tenewa, got to go to Tito Tata, Matu and Nui Tarangi. Just the survivors of those that have gone on before. Uh, Welcome to another episode of How to Save the World. Today we are in a special spot. We're out of the studio and we're here with Koya. Kia ora, Koya. Kia ora, Wavening. How are you? I'm very well. And Robin, wife Robin. Kia ora. Kia ora. And they are representing a two out of quite a large number of other people in this household. Mm-hmm. And we have one other representative, Jama. Kia ora. Nice. So, um, yeah, we're here today as part of our Green Living series, and uh, which is going to be part two of two. The first one we did was um, with Angela in Otahuhu, and we went to see Angela because heaps of people think, oh, I couldn't live sustainably in a little apartment. So we went and did a bit of myth-busting there. And now today we're here mostly because... People would think, oh, I couldn't live sustainably if I had... How many How many people are here in the whānau? Eleven. Eleven here in the household. Yeah, 11 yeah. in the household. So we have my oldest daughter, Yvonne, uh, and, and her um, son, Jama. Of course, Jama attends school at Te Kura Kaupapa o Ngā Tapuai in Māngare. 
Um, we also have our son um, Ezekiel, who also attends the same school. Ezekiel is uh, 17 years old, just at basketball practice at the moment. We also have in the household uh, Jasmine and her partner. Jasmine is my third eldest daughter, and uh, her partner is Gilbert, who is at work right now. Um, we also have uh, their son Kaimani, also uh, living on site. How old's Kaimani? Uh, Kaimani's um, eight years old, and then we have Taylor. Uh, she has a five-year-old son, and uh, he also attends uh, Te Kura Kaupapa or Nga Tapuai. Um, our last baby, her, her name is, is Mia, and she's 10 years old. Um, so mm. they're living all together. And it's a very busy household. You've got a full age range. Uh, oh, it's never-ending. Um, um, yeah, no, nah, uh, it's all about um, uh, making sure that well-being uh, with a bigger household it's, it's all about um, making sure that our well-being's intact and I'm talking about not only the adults well-being but uh, also our tamariki's well-being um, and that's the top of fire model that we kind of follow mm. uh, to to, to, me, to be balanced to, um, Talk us through top of fire just in a nutshell Yeah the top of fire model um, brought out by um, um, uh, I'd learnt this about two, yeah, in 2000 when I was doing some courses for Te Wānanga o Te Roa and um, uh, Mason Dury, uh, Dr Mason Dury was the one that kind of put this model out there and then I uh, I adopted that model because uh, um, yeah, before that I was just a little bit confused about um, yeah what, 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 what life really meant, mm. what life really meant. And now that I learnt about the well-being model, tapa, yeah, tapa far model, uh, hauora, um, yeah, I just look at four things to have a look at how we can be balanced in our life, and I try and for my grandchildren, I try and make sure that uh, their well-being's intact. Also, mm. you know when things are out of whack, it's the emotional. Hey, mm. You know, when you know when they start fighting and you know when <laughs> arguments start, hey, you know, there's, there's something just gone wrong and that emotional um, um, four sides of well-being. When one thing's out of whack, then, uh, yeah, uh, well-being. So what, what, are those, what are those four for the people who don't know? Okay, uh, those four things, uh, we have a physical well-being, of course. You know, what do you do in your physical, um, for your your physical, um, mm. um, which is kind of where it starts and ends for a lot of people when for they're thinking sure, about well-being, sure. they're just thinking yeah. about their bodies. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, they just think about their body. But there are three other other things. Um, there's the emotional well-being, tapa um, naru, mm. you know, Māori um, um, for the emotions. You know what's going mm. on in the emotions, so the internal side of it. There's also the uh, whānau side of it, the mm. social side mm. of friends, mm. family, school teachers, mm. uh, bosses at work and people we associate with every day and, and how is that? Um, so, And then there's the last part of well-being is, of course, uh, your spiritual well-being. Now, that one's very important to me and uh, I, I, I know when, when the spiritual well-being is uh, right, then the rest of those three... Um, parts to to the well-being uh, just fall in place automatically. Mm-hmm. So I try my best to 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 enhance the spiritual well-being, you know, and that's just for giving and people that cross your path and stuff like that. You know, I had to go back and 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 once I adopted that, I went back and had a look at at some of the people that I've crossed 
um, and 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 we yeah, had to go and make amends type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just so that I can feel good within myself about how how that spiritual one works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then um, with the family, of course, it's it's the same model. And um, every time uh, we have family functions, you know, this is what I talk about: is is uh, you know. I, I keep on repeating, repeating mm. the well-being, the mm. whole water side mm. of of how we can live uh, and cope, and finding that balance. Yeah. It's a good way to start because it's yeah. like this show is about it's about change, really. Yeah. It's about people working out how they can do life a bit differently. Yeah. And I know that if you don't have that balance, and mm. if you're not bringing all of those aspects mm. with you, then we don't have the internal strength yeah. um, or even the networks with our wider whanau to be mm. able to m- take those steps. Yeah. And um, I'm quite interested also in what you both do um, mm. because that's really part of your story as well. And then taking a step back from that, Koya, how that came to be um, yeah. as well. For sure. Back in 2000, that's when life really began for me, 2000. You know, so I was 40 then. And I'm only 21 now because... I know you look 21. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so 21 years ago was a big lifestyle, major lifestyle change for myself. Because I went through some physical uh, medical stuff with, with uh, my lower legs where they diagnosed as uh, claudication. Claudication was a strangulation of the um, main highway, the main highway going through our veins. So as a result, I had to finish work. So I finished work and, and uh, I went into depression. I, you know, especially when I couldn't get back to work, you know, when the power goes off and you're whare and, and, you know, you, you're a man that always provided for the family, when the power goes off, when, when uh, you know, how that ma- made me feel as, as a male, um, not wanting to go seek help, not wanting to go seek help from my own family um, uh, because we were struggling. And it wasn't until I... Um, actually make those steps to join a course. I had to find a place where I had to go around people and to to heal myself there. So that's how I began my journey in um, community work. Uh, I was always very respectful to people. Um, but cross me and I'll cross you. You know, swear at me and I'll swear at you back. You know, all that type of thing. You know, all in good fun. But... Um, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a struggle um, for me when I finished work and to see things that, um, you yeah, know, we couldn't afford anymore, you know, couldn't take the kids to McDonald's anymore uh, and providing them with those things really made me uh, feel real low within myself. Then, yeah, I had to talk with Dad, ask him who I was and stuff like that. So identity was a big thing for me. I really didn't know who I was at 40 years old. Um, so, so I had to go home and, and, and talk to Dad about things that happened in the past and things that I saw and things that I, you know, felt how I felt about um, coming, uh, being brought up with 12 other siblings in that family. We had a real big family. So to, uh, and my parents were the best parents and being brought up with good values, family values and stuff like that. You know, I've kept those values. As I got older, I've got my own values now uh, for my own family. And, um, you know, hoping that the kids will pick up their values too, you know, pick up some from us and then live your life and find some more because this world will change, society will change. That was the beginning. So you did the course and you started in community work and I met you 
in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, twenty fourteen. And you were a bus. Actually, just before that, you were a bus driver at the time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And um, but my memory of of this part of your story was that you'd taken a group to a zero waste recycling learning centre, and you're the bus driver, and you're sitting (laughs) you're sitting in the car park waiting for the group to finish. Well, I I, yeah, yeah, I've always went with the groups. I would go in on this one because it was a um, transfer station, and you know it was all about rubbish, and I thought, gee. I was always a good uh, recycler, but then uh, as you get older, I suppose, and and uh, yeah, get big families, everything just goes went into one bag. <laughs> so we used to have five rubbish bags outside our place. So that day you went in and you you sort of sat in the back. Yeah, and uh, it just blew me away. I sat there and then I looked at it and I thought, where the heck have I been? You know, I needed a talk like that. To, to especially about Papa Tuanuku because I had gotten into Te Reo too, but working at grassroots level, I kind of found who I was, and then the fucker papa of everything um, um, that we do in those classes, I just what the heck, you know, this is a fantastic. So I was finding my niche anyway. You, I think you really did because I remember yeah. that too, and and you sort of. Gave up the the driving, and yeah. what do you do? What do you do? What have you been doing since two thousand and fourteen? Because yep. you've still um, got the same. Well, I didn't give up the driving. The doctor took the um, uh, my license away from me, and wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't give it back because I wouldn't take his medications. How do you figure that out? And, you know, we had some real big words with him when that happened. Anyway, because I'd still love to take out um, groups. I think my last job was at um, Spring Hill. Mm. Yeah, when we did a bit of a trip there. But that was in 2015, and um, bus driving was was awesome because I met um, I uh, meet, beautiful people yeah. like yourself. And and um, after that first session, I I um, uh, I talked with Kate, you know, and and she really um, Kate Lowe, so yeah, a, yeah, Kate Lowe, and then uh, facilitator at the time. Yeah, there was a few more sessions that I attended, and you know, each time I went, um, it was just awesome. You know? And it was all about like waste as a resource that can trans- transform your community. That's right. And you so, know, what did you? What? What? I yeah. mean, you ended up with uh, Me Family Services yep. Centre. Yeah. So, so uh, with Me Family Services um, out at uh, Mangareas, I um, Kate asked me if uh, if I wanted to become a facilitator, um, and I said sure, that'd be great. So we ended up at Waiheke, um, uh doing that. Uh, uh, there was a weekend we went away. To Waiheke, and um, we uh, Kate ran workshops there. Yeah, at the Marae there. Just to meet the new yeah. f- facilitators yeah. at the Marae and Waiheke, and that was just fantastic too. And so, what is your what's your job title there? Yeah, my job title in um, uh, Me Family Services is uh, talking talking rubbish uh, or, or regen facilitator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, nice. Um, I'm really uh, Cole's face fellow, so I'm really like being at the front. Not in front of people, but at the front doing the mahi, eh? mm. regenerating the whenua is what we did at Me Family Services, and then we started the gardens there. It was a no dig garden, you know. We had to look at the soil, and to repair the soil, we just wanted to bring more soil in, and to build soil up so that we can start growing. So some of the resources we used were horseman, ho- um, old horse manure, which was dug out from the side of a hill. Um, we, we mulched that whole yard up to um, what we have now is about 
three foot uh, worth of great soil that anything can grow in. And every year we do that. And you're taking hundreds of people with you on this journey. Oh, the- with the waste minimisation um, journey we were on, that was fantastic, but we know that it's broader. Having a look at the climate change now, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, I thought that it's going to be a big, bright future. Um, we're going to have a big, bright future. Um, but seeing what's been the damage that has been done around the world, not just in our country, but around the world, and to see the um, uh, old Mother Earth um, being getting trashed so much, um, things that have been taken out too, like the palm oil that's all out there. Yeah, these are just other subjects. Mm-hmm. But I'm very interested in the climate mm-hmm. and uh, trying to do my two cents worth anyway. Robin, do you want to add anything about what, what you do? Or? I work in a kohangareo, that's a Māori language nest. I've been there since 2000, oh, 2002. I went along with Koya to do a Bakashi um, course out at Waitakere, I think it was. And since then, yeah, I've gotten into everything he gets into. I don't go searching for um, ways to make things better, but when I see him doing something, I follow. The shortcut. Yeah, the shortcut. Yeah, and so I took it back into work, and we did have a vegetable garden once, so um, I had the recycle bins set up at lunchtime, and when the kids would finish eating, they'd ask, which one do we put You know, their scraps into, and um, they'd put their yoghurt containers into one, and I'd get them out later, of course, and rinse them, but at least they were learning which mm. items go into which bin. Um, and then doing the Bakashi thing, we had two bins at work, but we've since um, lost the garden with renovations that went on. But we've got a big working bee coming up at the end of this term, and we're going to get some more gardens going with the tyres and um, pellets on the walls. And Great. can hopefully get Gosh, you can um, see that kaupapa coming through. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. reusing and, and, and making the most yeah. of the food, the food scraps and yep. composting. And so the kids were throwing their crusts out onto the lawn for the birds and... Um, the banana peels and everything were going into the bakashi chopped up and everything. But, yeah, that really opened my eyes doing that bakashi course at first and then the sorting of the rubbish and then teaching it to the kids at the kōhanga and then coming home and um, doing it with our mokopuna and our kids. Um, and they're pretty good? They're good. Oh, we've got the eight-year-old that, when no one's looking, just throws it in the bin and if it falls on the no. floor, never mind, just leave it there. But then he spots Nan and he's, oops, picks it back up. And, yeah. Which Ain't bin, no, Nan? No. <laughs> then um, I think, uh, yeah, my boss um, wanted a Bakashi bin and since we'd lost the garden, I said, you can take, you know, take one of those bins and... Um, her son is down on a farm somewhere and he often picks up her scraps and takes it back down there for his composting. Yep, see the value in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, just a lot of questions from our um, manager too at the Kohanga. Interesting. Is this recyclable? Is this mm. not? And um, where does the plastic go? And I've just, she's just learnt about the plastic recycle bins at Countdown. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And she says, um, is this All recyclable? Plastic. And I yes. says, oh, I've just learnt something, the scrunch test. Yeah. If you scrunch it and it stays scrunched, yeah, that's soft plastic. If you scrunch it and it goes back into shape, that goes into 
Well, if it, yeah, if it holds its shape like, say, a biscuit train. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Tim. The train, yeah. Then that would be recyclable. Yeah. 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 And as in, as the, in curbside um, recycling, I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you can get the soft plastics out of your rubbish, then you really oh, notice yeah. that go down. Oh, the most rubbish we do put out is our soft plastic. Yeah. So you, know? you, you guys had, uh, you mentioned you started off with five big, we're not yeah. talking supermarket bags, black but big bags. black rubbish bags a week. Yeah. Uh, what, when would have been the last time that you guys were doing that? A few, like... Uh, uh, Five years ago, or no, no, it was um, um, when I got into waste minimisation. Okay, yeah, okay. we started so, from so, there. So but you, you started a, from this point five a week, and what would you be doing now? Uh, two, um, two um, brown paper brown bags, countdown shopping bags. Yeah, two to two, two three. three of those. Since taking the a week, out. a week. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing because uh, you're um, talking well equivalent of. Three or four households, really, that for are sure, in, in for this sure. household. Some, yeah. uh, you know, we don't have to put out our red bins sometimes, but, you know, we do because mm. we don't want it to, to they can stay in there. Mm. But, um, yeah, so about three. When we do have a party now, it's probably about four. Yeah. But yeah, we've told the kids, no more fuzzies. Yeah. That was taking up a lot of space in the recycle bin. So I, I uh, earlier yeah. was lucky enough to partake in your own homemade fizzy. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah, easy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sort of – I am yeah. prone to exaggeration, but I'm not exaggerating. That I think that was like the best – Homemade fizzy drink I'd ever had. Cool. It was really yeah. good. No, that one was just put down three days ago. And, and tell, um, just tell us, tell us again what it is. Yeah, so it's Fiji fizz, and and all it is is Fiji skins. Um, take out the pulp and uh, put them in a container jar thing with yeah, water. Airtight container type of thing. Um, mine's not airtight, but I, you know, it still does the job. I know if I do have a real airtight one, it's going to be really fizzy, um, um, but it does. And a, bit, and a bit of sugar, and yeah, yeah, quarter quarter cup of sugar, half a sugar, just depends on your your liking when mm. you, uh, for the end product, and uh, so that stays in the um, uh, fridge for I mean uh, just stays in, in room temperature for about three days. After three days, you you. You can put it bottle into up. a bottle yep. and then it goes into the fridge for two yeah. days. Amazing. And so you're not yeah. going through that plastic anymore. What else? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've got thousands of things that you've changed. Um, what else comes to mind in terms of big changes you've made from that, the five a week, five rubbish bags a week days to now? Yep. So, so Picasso was a big one too. Um, um, and, and we do have a garden outside. We bury. Yeah. So the toilet rolls, the egg cartons, or the um, or, or the uh, cardboard um, have a nice compost, open compost in the back, and and you know, sorry, it's it's covered compost. Uh, I love composting, um, and this is one way that we get rid of all of our paper, our cardboard, toilet pa- paper rolls, and the like. It's a resource, hey. I think I've said that a bit too much. It's a resource. Yeah. It's um because sure. it is, yeah. Like yeah. um especially now the 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 commodity market for cardboard's really bottomed out, yeah. and that people, you know, they can't, they can hardly give it away. Yeah. And then there's the energy footprint of getting your cardboard to yeah. the recycler, and it's like if you can make the most of it at home, yeah. And actually grow some kai from it. Yeah. And, mm. and 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 you know, I tell people, and and we have got people started with no dig gardens, and you know, that's done all with cardboard at the beginning, and and then building on top of that. I tell you what, um, it's the best uh, way to do a garden right now. You know, uh, especially with people's busy lives, 
It's like they don't have time to kind of do it. But when you throw cardboard on the ground and then when you lift it up after about a week or something like that, it's done. It's doing its job, so it's breaking down the soil. Mm. And so... Um, You're a bit of a gun gardener. I'm quite keen to go oh, for love, a walk, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. and see, no, no. Yeah. see the garden out the back. Yeah. yeah. So girls just harvested, and the boy was having a boil up. He came over last night, and mum asked him, what's for dinner? And he goes, oh, boil up. I was, oh, what veggies you got? And he goes, nothing. Yeah, yeah. So he took a bunch home for, for, for his dinner. Um, I've, reset, uh, I've resetted um, uh, my garden um Another garden that I've I've just done. Uh, we had beautiful tomatoes this year. It was good varieties too, and we really enjoyed it. And um, oh, nice, oh. yeah. But to get things out of your garden, just so simple. If the soil's right, you know, I haven't got green fingers. People say yeah, they have green fingers, but uh, I just did reading and and read that. Yeah, what you can. It's all in the soil and, 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 and what kind of bugs you get in there and the microorganisms. How mean to that. Yeah, all can yeah. be done. And the same is true with my compost, you know, having, having the microorganisms have, have their party in my compost and, and each time I go around the back, it's, it's dropped a bit more. So, yeah, I have some real good compost and we're able to... Um, Save money. Yeah. <laughs> save money. And, and, you know, and COVID was choice last talk year. Talk about a win-win, right? Like yeah. it's saving yeah. money and now it's actually organic. Yeah. And, and in terms of your health. like oh, And that. That's a big part of our, um, uh, our thing is, um, of course, saving money, but um, looking at our house side of things. Yeah. You know, I'm on it's back to Whare Tapa Whare. Yeah, Whare Tapa Whare, the physical, eh? Mm. For the physical, I'm a Tai Chi instructor. And I have been since 2005 with ACC, so those are the changes that I've made in terms of um, uh, looking after myself and looking after other people that I meet. Uh, my main job was to take it into the marais and into the community. So the physical part of the well-being is not only eating well, but also you know Moving doing something that will yeah. be good for your physical. Because mm, mm. I used to laugh at my mum. I asked her once what she did for exercise, and she said gardening. And I thought, that's not exercise. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you <laughs> what, now, it, yeah, it bloody now, is. Like, I, I, I moved how many, <laughs> how many barrels of topsoil today, you know? Um, we got some delivered last Friday. And, of course, um, you know, we... we we um, um, make sure that it goes back into our garden because that's what, like I said, that's what grows the soil. But it rained today and it made the soil extra heavy, mm. even to um, um, uh, push that wheelbarrow to where it needed to go. And this magic garden of yours that's got the kite coming out of it for your household and, yeah. like you said, even for yeah. your son when he yeah. comes around. And everything, yeah. you know, it's, it's amazing. Uh, um, uh, exposing my mukapuna too when the mukapuna, when when my mm. other mukapuna's um, grandchildren come over, yeah, exposing them to sharing that generational yeah, sharing knowledge that. Eh? for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering because people will say, "Oh, I'd like to be sustainable, but these are the reasons why I can't." And one of the reasons would be, "Oh, I've got kids," or "Oh, we've got oh, my yeah, life's yeah, too busy." Yeah. There's too many people in my household, or whatever. Yeah, but um. You know, sometimes, actually, surprisingly, these things can actually be an advantage. Yeah. And because um, yeah, yeah, people that come out with that, I I, I know because I've been there, and uh, um, you know, I I tell them how easy it really can be if, if they just started just one thing, um, or reducing one thing in their household. I think it's just they see Koya um, doing it. 
And so, you know, they watch and then they start doing it themselves. So that's made it easier uh, with a house of 11. Yeah, right down to the grandsons, the five-year-olds. So just about teaching um, those within your household. Mm. So yeah. one, once you know it's how... It's a work in progress, it yeah. really is. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a good one. But, um, uh, I, yeah, I'm the policeman, I suppose you can say, because it's... Well, there's always uh, looking, one. Looking just after dinner, <laughs> hey, who put this in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I like it. And, and, and the kids know too, but, you know, they get away with something sometimes and, you know... And that's cool. And Robin, I'm also interested at the kōhanga. Um, would you say that's the same, like that you've got someone doing it and then you watch yeah. the kids pick up and copy? Yep. Yeah, um, so it's taught to them, you know, during eating time and they'll run around my side of the bench when the bins are not there and and they'll ask, is it the red bin or the yellow bin? And funny that because um, I was just talking to Koya about three weeks ago and I said, oh, can you get someone to come in? And teach the staff. <laughs> oh, so the kids have got it yeah. better. Yeah. The kids are all got yeah. it. And I was always saying, wash and squash, wash and squash. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah, so they'd drink their milkshake and then just throw it in the bin. I'm like, no, no, get it out, rinse it, and then put it back in the bin. So, yeah. So just yeah. about three weeks ago, I seen a couple of things, a pie packet in the recycle bin and... You know, oh, so you're the police things. woman oh, yeah. at the yeah. kohanga. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, who put that? And they're like, sorry. Yeah, so I've actually asked him if he can bring someone in. At the end of this term, we have a day of, um, uh, what's it called? PD. Um, Personal development. Yeah, personal mm. development. Mm. So we do a day during the holidays and um, he's actually got someone coming in to have a talk with them. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so. so you two just keeps going and going. <laughs> yeah. Our hope is for, uh, um, we know that the little tamariki aren't going to show their parents at home, but we, our hope is that the parents, yeah, um, uh, during our whānau hui were mentioned that they do get that done and maybe the parents can learn off their tamariki. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a few have said their child goes home and um, that doesn't go in there. Yeah, <laughs> It goes in the yellow bin and the parents are, you know, questioning, what do they mean by yellow bin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've got to explain to them, you know, this is what we're teaching them. And um, sorry, getting back to the coming in and teaching the staff, um, I forgot to mention to Koya that um, our manager wants someone to come in in our next meeting, kohanga meeting that we have monthly, and talk with all the parents and get them on board that's as good. well. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, so. that, that, just even that one central kohanga mm. and and the the influence of that on all of those families. Yeah, we tried the nappy thing, the getting rid of the treasures and yes. going into the cloth, but a lot of them were against it. and Too hard. Yeah, I think the it's a busy time. That's for sure. You know, our Maori are putting love, putting treasures on our babies, and and then it goes to landfill. You know, let's get back to the old days with those white uh, nappies with the red trims. Mm. Yeah, the cloth nappies. Mm. Um, you know, our mothers um, uh, didn't think twice about uh, washing them or anything else. I can understand if you're going out uh, with baby and stuff like that. Sure, sure, um, um, you're going out for the day or something, buy some treasures. But, you know, come back home and then, you know, put those away for the next time you go out. <laughs> and then, and, and, you know, save money that way. 
But though, well, actually, yeah, if you were talking about saving money, that's a huge yeah. thing, isn't it? We, yeah, people think, oh, I couldn't afford yeah. to buy reusable nappies yeah. because of that, that upfront cost. Yeah. But Got our daughter uh, Taylor onto it. She did it for a while and it was really good. We're all on journeys and nobody's, yeah. nobody's anywhere near perfect. Yeah. And that's what actually I should thank you for um, putting yourselves out there today too because there's always that kind of, Mm. That thing of like, oh no, we're we're not perfect, and well, yeah, yeah, you know, no, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, no, no, but 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 I love telling people how we do things, you know. Mm. So so it's so, no, no different from me at work uh, um, to use coming here today, but you know, I've got to practice what we preach. Mm. It all comes in mm. together, mm. you know. He tangata, he tangata, he tangata. <laughs> what is the most important thing in this world? It's people, yeah. It's 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 um it's people it's fun it's a walker and it's a journey that we yeah. we go on together. Well, kia ora, Koya and Robin, and um, thank you so much for having us in your fari today. And um, just I, uh, there's been all sorts going on all around us for mm. the, while we've been chatting, and um, I know there's been school runs and kids being picked up by yeah. others and all sorts happening. So thank you so much, and thank you for the kai and your welcome. You're welcome, yeah. Mm. Mm. Now you're welcome, Waveney and Tim. Thank you for for coming in. Kia kaha, kia kaha tato. You know, be strong in whatever we do. Um, mo tonu hoki, mo hold on to those things that we are true to. Mo tonu hoki, um, pupiriti at the modi. You know, build up your modi, uh, which is a, a, a another part of the spiritual strength. The modi is a life force in a person. Hey, oranga monga fano. Ka tuku iho ki ngā tonga o ngā mātua tupuna. So this, these are just things that have been handed down. And it's running through our veins. It's in our bloodline. So uh, titiro, always keep looking and searching. Uh, mōhio, always picking up knowledge. And he aroha, um, share it with love uh, to ngā whānau. So thank you too very much. Yeah, thank you guys. It was awesome. Thank you. Kia ora.